Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. keeping Matt and Joe and the offensive coaching staff in the same positions next season? Well, as I just said, we'll evaluate everything that we've done um, from me on down to everybody else and evaluate things and make improvements where we feel like we can. Again, there were a lot of positive things over the course of the year in all areas um, that we can build on, but in the end it wasn't what we want it to be or need it to be, so that'll all be, we'll, we'll look at everything. Positives we can build on. Late night, WEEI, it's KJ. Thank you so much for being here. Glad you're not watching that national championship because that's not really what it is. It's really initiation going on. I think it's absolutely disgusting. That's why I can't watch college football this time of the year. But I can get into the narrative about Belichick kind of defending his coaches. And, you know, the first thing I have to say is I was wrong. The Patriots did not go 7-10 and 10 this year. They went 8-9. So I got to get that out of the way. Okay? I was wrong. And the narrative all season has been, it's kind of, I think this is Bill's last ride. He's kind of slowly moving stuff out of the desk. You know, are you really setting the future up to be what it can be, or are you just really just kind of riding it out until you get Shula's record, right? You clearly don't have a roster that's going to win you more Super Bowls. I don't even think you have a roster that can win a playoff game because it hasn't in a few years. And so I knew the questions would be, is Patricia coming back? Are you going to have him that same? Now, remember, Patricia isn't officially the offensive coordinator, so officially he can't fire an an offensive coordinator if there's no offensive coordinator. This is kind of a chess game going on here. See, when you think about it, who in Bill's circle in the organization, outside of Robert Kraft, can really say no to him? Like, I disagree. Who, Who would that be? Nobody. And I think part of the reason why we're here today, wondering if Matt Patricia is going to be fired, because guess what? This is called Black Monday in the NFL. Other guys lost their jobs that did a little bit better than Matt Patricia, but Matt Patricia was kind of like public enemy number one when it came to like incompetence at the job. But remember I said, 
because they still had a chance to make the playoffs with the final game left, Patricia will have an argument to do it again. Because after all, he's in Bill's crew. Yes, Belichick has a crew. And in the crew, you do what he does or you, you he's going to look out for you. So if Matt Judge, or Joe Judge comes back and Matt Patricia comes back and their heads are down because they were head coaches, you're part of my crew. I can make you guys in charge of the offense despite you never running offense. You can get away with that when there's nobody there to tell you no or that it's a bad idea. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. It's KJ. That's why I think these whole questions about like, will Patricia be returning next year? Yes. Offensive in running the offense, you might not know until the middle of training camp. And someone might break a story that says, it, 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 it looks like Patricia has what looks like a play calling sheet in his hand. He's in charge of the crew. If Bill's coming back, the crew still may have their gigs. Joe Braverman, thank you so much for being here tonight. Joe, I hope you're doing well. Be safe out there, man, because whatever's going around is going around. I have a little bit of it. Yeah, it's, it's not a good <laughs> sign. But honestly, it's nice to uh, just sort of sit back and... Take a nice sigh of relief that the season is over. At least I'm for not. The I'm not. Ta- I'm not taking a sigh of relief because this was supposed to be a progressive year, not a regressive year. Well, from what you've seen from this season, like I know it's not supposed to be that season, but for the season it was. It's well, nice I, well, that look, it's I knew painfully the mal- over. Look, the malfeasance came back in February when it was like, okay, so you've got the second year quarterback who who seems to uh, the game isn't too fast for him. And you're just going to throw a couple of guys in your crew to run the offense. Like, that never run offense before. I knew it was going to be trouble. And it didn't necessarily have to be. Like, if there was someone with some type of competence calling plays at different points of the season, this team could have won 10 games. They could have won 10 with the defense they had. And that's the other thing. I can't remember in recent memory where a Patriots defense was so lights out all the way to the end that if it wasn't for them, keep in mind all those years with Tom, Tom could get you in those 35, 27 games and pull it out last minute. You're not really screaming at the defense. In these situations, you're literally talking about like, okay, I need a miracle one more time, miracle. It's like rubbing the genie bottle and lamp five, six, seven times with all the pick sixes and fumble scoop touchdowns. It, it, I can't remember recently. So the defense is in good hands, right? Players are still going to come play for Belichick's defense, but like, is he going to bring somebody in his crew? That's why. That's why when I hear this conversation about Cliff Kingsbury would be ideal as as the the new offensive coordinator. What are we playing Madden with the settings turned off? The dude's not in the crew. He's not in the crew unless you in crew. He don't know you. Who's who is Bill brought from the outside? Think about that. Who is Bill brought in from the outside? Bill has a crew. You may laugh, and I hope I'm wrong. Trust me on this. But because they were a couple and a few games, and Mac did look better over the last three games, Matt Patricia has a case to say, "Hey, with an off season and sitting down and working this stuff and training." And then we get to training camp. This stuff can work. I mean, we they were a couple of games where they were possession away from winning the games. 
So Matt Patricia has an argument to stay to the crew leader. That's that's a scary proposition, KJ. That this you're is what out. I'm trying to explain. When you have crew and there's nobody, think of, I think the only time, the only time that Belichick pretty much was out and out told no was when Brady said, Jimmy goes or I go. And that's when Kraft said, okay, Tom, you stay. And look, and look what's happened ever since then. The relationship, the feeling, the coldness, people hanging on to Tom in the two years and $50 million now, which is like Derek Carr and a season of Derek Carr in one game. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not funny. But here's Belichick at his presser yesterday asked, when he was asked, did you give the offense its best chance to succeed? Yeah, well, every decision that that we've made has always been with the intent to do the best thing uh, for the football team. That's the way it always will be. That's what it's been. That's what it will be going forward. Uh, at different decision points, you have different opportunities. And, and uh, as those go along or come along, um, you know, we'll continue to evaluate them and always do what we feel is best for the team. 617-779-7937, text line 37937, KJ Late Night. Still to come, Joe, I'm a bit upset with you because you took the gavel home for my run for speaker of the best snack chips in the house, and I wasn't able to get the votes in on Friday, so I had to go through the whole weekend for round five tonight. Hey, I, that was not my decision. I tried to talk to the Observer, but uh, they said they Government had bureaucracy here late night, I see. But yeah, that's in 20 minutes, 25 minutes. But look, when Bell says we're going to evaluate everything, what is there to evaluate? You had a losing season. You clearly saw where there are clear gaps in judgment in terms of just the simple stuff. Like, I don't know, like getting the play call in. Like, it was, you ever see, you ever hear the joke, how many fill in the blanks does it take to screw in a light bulb? The whole idea of thinking that you've got multiple dummies to do one simple job. Who can ever forget the picture of Judge and Patricia standing there on the sidelines on that Monday night game, looking at the sheet like, oh, and can't get the play in. Two dudes can't get the play in. And they're standing next to each other. I could see if one was up in the eye in the sky and there's a communication somewhere with the system, dudes are standing next to each other, can't get the play in the game. Standing next to each other. Now, Joe Judge, yeah, there might be an adjustment on his position because it's a bit ambiguous. Maybe Judge moves back over to special teams and Bill brings in a quarterback coach. But the quarterback coach doesn't over doesn't have any oversay of what may Patricia may decide in terms of the play calling. This is absolutely crazy. This reminds me of the breakdance club that they used to start in elementary schools when I was a kid. When breakdancing just became the rage, they had a breakdancing club. A breakdancing club, and in this breakdancing club, instead of everybody who wanted to be a breaker or a popper, they kind of broke it down to like expert, intermediate, and beginner level, right? And so the whole idea was you didn't want to leave kids out from trying to learn how to break dance in the beginner level. The beginner level of the Patriots was the offensive play calling. That's that's they were in the beginner level of the break dance club. Like okay, maybe they can, you know, get their arm going to the right or left, but you know, but it's more like a it's more like that thing you see at a car dealership than it is any type of muscle movement. It's just kind of like a herky-jerky movement. But Bailey Zappi made it look decent for a couple of games, and that's a resume tape for Patricia, you know. 
Mac started to come on tomorrow night here on the show. I will have Mac Jones's grade book. It's being completed with some notes. I will say, Joe, there was improvement in the student. Yeah, last time we talked, I think he was sitting at like a seventy. A seventy, like a yes. C minus, C plus. Yes, right. At, yeah, C minus. C right. minus, C uh, D plus. Yeah, so that's where he was with three games remaining, and then went back to the grade book. That'll be tomorrow night at this time here on WEEI. That's kind of fun. I get to do a tease for being here the next day. Okay, but here's Bill's thoughts on the season. Be a lot more time spent on all this uh, later. Uh, but, you know, our record is um, you know, right around 500, which is what it's been kind of all year. Um, with that, um, some good things and some not-so-good things. Um, so nobody's, nobody's satisfied with that. That's not our, that's not our goal, um, and we need to try to improve on that, need to improve on it. Have to improve on it. But who's going to tell the crew leader what they need to change? Do you think there's anybody in the building that's telling, that's not named Robert Kraft, and Robert Kraft probably needs just a couple of days to simmer through things. But do you think there's anybody who's at a concierge level that says, you know, Bill, you know, those guys just can't, they just can't get it done on the offensive side. I think you need to change. Well, I will say that there was a situation, not necessarily with the offense, but with a rookie cornerback that, did a little bit of that in being Jack Jones. Apparently, he got suspended for talking back to Bill Belichick, and we know how. See, that when you go against crew, see, there's nobody to tell you no. This is the warnings that you sometimes hear with superstars or with with music artists that kind of go. There, there's nobody around them that can tell them no, or say. I don't think that's the best approach. And when they do tell them no, look what happens. So that's the thing. So it's like, am I being punished for telling you the truth? Or am I being punished for the tone I may tell it to you? Because if I just write it out on a piece of paper and hold it up, there's no tone to it. So so that's the concern I have is all of us who are talking heads for you know once in a lifetime, all of us who are talking heads can sit here and say, Cliff Kingsbury this, so-and-so. Bill O'Brien that, such and such and this, when right now Matt Patricia's got the 80% seating thing of 80% is, what do they call it? Uh, 80% uh, when you're sitting on something. I the forgot ma- what the it's majority? called. majority? No, not majority. When you, uh, uh, possession is eight-tenths of the law or nine-tenths, something like that. So if you have possession of it already, he's going to have to be the one and talk about Bill to say, no, get out of it. And the team, you just heard him, was about 500 all year. Try to improve on that. Need to improve on it. That could just be phone calls and scenes on the beach like Rocky and and, and Apollo Creed in three. You know, work it out. Come on. (laughs) Eye of the tiger, Matt. Because, look, there's nothing that tells me. Because would have today not been the day to relieve Matt Patricia of his offensive play calling duties? Wouldn't Wouldn't that have happened today? If there was going to be a change, and I'm here to tell you, nobody's telling the crew leader that there's going to be a change because you can't tell the crew leader to change. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. KJ Carson, WEEI. Time to trend with Joe Braverman. 
The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. The season is over for the New England Patriots after losing yesterday 35 to 23 in Buffalo. The Pats finished with an overall record of 8 and 9 and will have the 14th overall pick in this year's draft. <laughs> It'd actually be the 63rd pick with the 63rd pick. <laughs> Bill Belichick has already stated that he does plan to return for his 24th season in New England. Not that that was a surprise. However, one coach that may not return is Gerard Mayo. The former Patriot and defensive coach has been requested by the Cleveland Browns for an interview to become their new defensive coordinator. Which he should have been like this year, but because Cruz's son is kind of running things. And it hasn't been bad, but still... At least there's a Belichick connection with Cleveland (laughs) on the lighter side of things. In other coaching news, we mentioned it. Cliff Kingsbury has been fired by the Arizona Cardinals after four seasons. He finished this year 4-13. Lovey Smith is out from the Houston Texans after just one season. That's absolutely crazy. I saw that coming. You know that is? That's like, here, put your fingerprints on the getaway car because you don't know that we're about to go rob a bank. And then we say, oh, it was him that drove us to the bank. They were setting him up to fail, and they're just going to try and make Josh McCown the, the head coach. Yeah, it's kind of messy what's going on. I think I, I figured at this point, if you're going to fire two brothers, you might as well go get Prime and make it the third. I mean, well, oh, yeah, that's right. He's a Colorado. <laughs> and the Tennessee Titans have fired four assistant coaches, including their offensive coordinator, Todd Downing. So kind of a moderate Black Monday, if you ask me, on the coach. That's standpoint. huge, right? Everybody around you, all of you are gone but me. <laughs> Crew, uh, Vrabel's a crew guy too. He really, he recognized that from Belichick. Yeah, if you're not, if you have, if you say no to me, the whole crew, I will change you up. In other football news, some good news once again for Demar Hamlin. He is heading home to mm-hmm. Buffalo one week after his cardiac arrest in Cincinnati. Hamlin has been charged from the UC Medical Center and will be transferred to a hospital in Buffalo, New York. The Celtics finally bested their kryptonite of the season in the Chicago Bulls, 107-99. Jason Tatum leading the way with 32 points, 8 rebounds, and 7 assists. Great. Al, Hor- Al Horford won that game. Al- that was a big-time <laughs> shot by Al. Yeah, he won that game. Grant Williams also contributed 20 points off the bench. And the Seas will return to action Wednesday night when they host the Pelicans for a tip-off at 7.30. And the national championship currently taking place, but it is a blowout between Georgia and TCU. The Bulldogs up 52-7. to you, Are you see They scored again during my monologue? Really? Yes. Yeah, they're, they're through three quarters. It is 52 for Georgia, 7 for TCU. Oh, God. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. W-E-E-I, it's KJ. Thanks so much for hanging out. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. This show may actually be more entertaining right now than the college football final. I mean, it's so funny during the, during the broadcast. <laughs> the guy said right in front of Nick Saban, yeah, Georgia's now running the, running the college football scene. Like, <laughs> know the room, know the room. So, Again, with the Patriots, it, this this season was just a conundrum. And what I just talked about in the first break was that, look, there's nobody to tell Belichick this doesn't work, and nobody's going to do that. And that's why Matt Patricia probably has more than a 50% chance of still being around doing the same thing. Because the, here's the catch. There are no games next week or two weeks from now or two months from now to scream about, look how bad the play calling is. <laughs> You had, can't address that again until once they start loading up for camp. And then that's when you'll find out. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. The progress of Mac Jones has was a regress this year. And here's his thoughts on his season this year. No. Um, obviously, you, know, you look at each year of your football life and you want to get better as a player. <clears throat> and... I did. I learned a lot, and I think a lot of guys on our team learned a lot. Um, but it was not the progress that any of us wanted to make. So it starts with me, and um, you know, not to talk about last year or anything, but it's the same story here. Just towards the end of the season, we have to play better, have to win this game to get a chance to move on, and that's how every season is going to be in the NFL. You either you know, get close to making the playoffs and you got to win out or you get there and you either win or go home. So I couldn't do that today and just proud of the guys. Like I said, it's just tough because we had such a good group of guys, same group, you know, I've been working with the past two years and we made a lot of progress throughout the year, just not good enough to, you know, consistently do it and, and all that. So it's just disappointing. Oh, no, you don't want every season to come down to the last week being near 500 every year. No, you want to be able to go into that final week saying, win or lose, we are still in. And the Patriots had a chance for that. I won't bring up the Raiders game. However, with 33 seconds left in the Raiders game, the score was tied, and you had the ball. And you lost in regulation. You win that game. Sunday's game wouldn't have mattered, win or loss. You would have been the seventh seed. And I know there's some people who are like, all right, well, this team doesn't deserve to be in the playoffs. Yeah. Tell that to the guys when they get to, when they, they get an additional playoff check. <laughs> so here's a little extra money for playing another couple of weeks, a week or two. But you heard Mac talk about over the last couple of years, and there's the regression that's been going on. And just from a team's perspective, yes, and not necessarily all Mac. Now, a good portion of it Mac, but not all Mac. 2021 total yards, they were 15th in the league. This year, 26th. See, that's regression right there. Turnovers, 17th in the league. 
This year, 17th. So, okay, they're not as bad as they were last year in terms of maintaining the ball. First down last year, they were top 10. Ninth in the league this year, 28th. Passing yards and attempts last year. Attempts 25th place uh, and yards 14th this year. 21st in attempts and 20th in yards. This year, 19th in touchdowns last year, 15th. So literally, why everybody or a lot of people had Mac a, a lot of hope for him is because, look, in terms of touchdowns passing last year, middle of the league, upper half of the middle league, of the middle league, you're you're above the midline. And for a rookie quarterback, you would say, okay, if all you if you can build upon that, then cool. But then Crew had something to say. <laughs> oh no no no! Crew eats first. Do but they not the, go by names? Or are they just just Crew? Crew, <laughs> you know they've got the the cutoff jean jackets, you know, and it says Crew on the back. Uh, but the big story was the rushing game and how it disappeared this year. Now, granted, as as exciting as Ramondre Stevenson has been this year, there's just a tremendous fall off from what the running game was last year and what it is this year. And a lot of that is because Damian Harris being injured quite often. Right? This is a two-headed mo- The Why Max was successful last year was because he had a dominant run game, one-two punch, that took a lot of things off of his plate. Last year, Patriots were eighth in attempts, eighth in yards, second in touchdowns. This year... Blah, 22nd in attempts, 24th in yards, and 22nd in touchdowns. Yeah, it was like the two of them were balancing each other, like Harris made Stevenson better, Stevenson made Harris better. Right. The scoring percentage last year, the Patriots were second. Second in the league in scoring percentage, which was totally opposite of what you saw this year. And keep in mind, at one point last year within the first four games, the whole thing was like, gosh, these guys can't put it in the end zone. After a while, that wasn't an issue anymore. Crew and its leader. Crew's going to be back. They're going to be back. What kind of crew is it? Is it like uh, the Godfather kind of crew where it's like, I'll make you a deal it, it, you it, can't it, refuse? It's a mix of biker gang a la Cosa Nostra, this thing of ours, right? Because is this Belichick thing of his? Right, and you don't go against this thing of his, you know. I mean, he will like sit you right before the Super Bowl if you. I mean, I mean that's Loch Ness monster. Um, I'm trying to think of the great mysteries of the world. Loch Ness monster, uh, John Bernay Ramsey, Bigfoot, uh, Bigfoot. What's going down in Cohasset, and what happened to Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl? Right, like these are all great mysteries that are come front of mind right now. And look, I think it's just one of those situations where there is a new player starting to evolve with an old-school approach. Now, that old-school approach is great for defense, but if you look around the league, just look in the in the, a, in the AFC East. The teams that are going to have the forward momentum both have offensive head coaches. The best teams in the AFC, you would say Cincinnati, Buffalo, Chiefs, all offensive minds. In the NFC, Eagles, Cowboys, 49ers, all offensive-minded head coaches. And so at some point you have to wonder, um, when's the offense showing up? But no, we'll get we'll get one of our homies from the crew to handle it. It's, 
It's like what trash collection used to be before you start having big companies. <laughs> yeah, you don't you you don't come through. You trash could sit on the street, stinking up, then the city comes through. You don't want that. Pay up. My man over here, and my man over here is going to be calling the offensive plays. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. KJ Late Night here on WEEI. Still to come. Um, we got to figure out these five snack chips that are the best, according to Ranker. Um, I haven't looked at it. Joe has seen the chips. I have to guess. But so far, I've gotten four out of five right. I got to get five out of seven. That's in 15 minutes. So Sunday could have been Devin McCourty's last game. And uh, full reveal, I've done work with the McCourty twins for the Sickle Cell Initiative, Tackle Sickle Cell, at my former job. There's a commercial that exists where we did it with Boston Medical Center. What's up, Justin, over there? And just the most humble of guys you will meet if you've never met him. Just a very appreciative guy of what he's been able to do He's not far away from his hometown in Jersey. We kind of joked about, you know, Jersey kind of runs some things in this world. But just to be able to maintain and be a Patriot from day one to potentially his last game. And he did get a pick. So, you know, that's his brother. And a fumble recovery. And a fumble recovery. So Jason kind of had to stand down about those hands. And so you, you almost wonder if knowing that the environment has to change and Devin did come back on a one-year deal and I think they did it. he did an admirable job because I thought they were going to bring him back to make sure these new blend of guys with some of the old guys would understand what's on tap, how the crew, how the crew works. Here's Devin McCourty on this potentially being his last game. Yeah, man, it was tough. Um, you just get in, you get in the middle of the game and you're just not thinking, you know, you're not thinking about the end. Um, you know, we played tough today. Um, obviously, the, the kickoff return is really David uncharacteristic of how we played um, this year. Uh, just a, I don't know, man, it's, it's hard to put into words. You know, I think the fight of this team, um, I think going forward, there's a lot of guys in that locker room um, that I would play with on any given day. Um, I think this, the saddest part for me is just, man, watching the growth of that defense uh, from last year to coming in this year and, you know, some questions about what we could do, you know, losing J.C. and Steph. Um, and the secondary, I look at, you know, John Jones and, you know, last week Miles playing outside. Um, Marcus coming, coming in here as a rookie and Jack and Jay Mills just – the, just a fight in that in that group of guys, um, always undersized each week, um, and then you know I think just our safety room of uh, four guys just coming together and, and finding a way to all coexist and, and make a good group. Um, it felt like we had it going today, and you know I think that was probably that was probably the bone crushing thing about today. Yeah, an incredible career, stand up guy from A to Z. Same thing with with Matthew Slater. The biggest pleasure I've had talking with him, probably the the, the most fulfilling interview I had, was being able to talk about the greatness of his father, Jackie Slater, and just how Matthew has exuded his father's spirit in an unbelievable way uh, to represent, to me, probably one of the... I don't think it's any coincidence that the Man of the Year Award is named after Walter Payton, and Walter Payton's college teammate was Matthew Slater's father. 
Jackie Slater, the man. And here's David Andrews, very emotionally, you've probably seen this a little bit on, on social media, but here's his thoughts of potentially playing his last game with both Slater and McCourty. David, was this the final games of Matthew Slater and Devin McCourty? Just a thought on what they've meant to you and what they've meant to this team. Yeah. It's been a lot. Yeah. There's an emotional chasm that's coming for this team. Because the idea is, okay, after a couple of years, the quarterback should probably be the leader of that team. And if you probably took just a fan poll, would you say Matthew Judon is more of the leader or Mac Jones the leader of the team? You'd probably say Matthew Judon. But then that narrative of the defense runs things, everything around here, would continue. And that would lean towards the crew. Boy, that crew is good. It's almost like they put a horse heads in the bed. I'm sorry. I think what's interesting about McCordy and Slater is that it feels like it's sort of that last era. Like, you know how, like, throughout the season, everyone says, like, oh, Belichick's lost his way. It's not the old Belichick anymore. Now I think if McCordy and Slater do retire, that's the last of the era. That's the last of the two decades plus of success. Right, of the last of the last crew that won, right? So, you know, and, and all good things come to an end, but the idea is you would want to be able to have an an environment that fosters new leadership to step up. That is a bit of a concern I have with Mac. I I can't say that he's a bad leader. I just know that some of the actions that we saw during the season and some people were like, well, that's them. But I think what Edelman and what, um, oh gosh, I can't remember what Vince Wilfork. Vince Wilfork, yep. You know why I'm confused is because I see him in that cooking show commercial wearing a Cowboys uniform. I'm like, what are you doing? When they made their comments about not being too thrilled with what Mac was doing on television, I think they're kind of reminding him in a subtle way. That's not how the crew operates. If you're if you're if you don't like what your what your coaches are giving you, do it behind a closed door. Do not do it on a stage where it's going to put the head coach in an indefensible position. It's it's very much like creeping. Like, hey, man, you know, you, you got to tell your girl. Whatever she sees, she loses her sight immediately. Because I don't need her making phone calls, trying to be a superhero, talking about this and that, because I close my eyes when I'm out with you. I'm just hypoth- hypothetically saying. And I, I do wonder. You know, is it Mac is can be the quarterback of this team, but is he the leader of this team? Because clearly, Devin and Matthew are still the leaders of this team, and you'll hear players say it all the time: the veterans are the ones that dictate the environment of the locker room. It's never really the new guy. Ask Kyler Murray down there in Arizona; it put a video game playing clause in his contract. Him and his coach, well, former coach, have the same agent. Yeah, none of that stuff would go on here. Could you imagine if Mac Jones and Bill Belichick had the same agent? <laughs> he wouldn't even deal. Mac Jones wouldn't even be here. It's a conflict of interest against the crew. I, I don't know where this team turns. Now, everybody thinks the obvious answer is 
well, you know, you need to get a, a number one wide receiver. You know, the head of the crew would have to pay for that. And that's my thing, going back to who says no. At what point does an offer that Bill can't refuse be presented to him? Either continue to be the head coach, but trust someone else with personnel acquisitions. Like if they want to get another quarterback, they could make that trade. Or step away from coaching, be in charge of the personnel, and you choose the coach. You would still be in control, but you won't be in control of game day. And that's a very, ah. You know, when you've wielded that much power for this long, like what do you give up? I mean, most of time you'd say nothing. Like unflinching, today Belichick said, yeah, I'll be back next year. No pause, no, and we'll find out. You know, no, there's no drama to it, right? Like it could have been six and eleven, and it would have had the same energy to it. Yeah, I'll be back next year. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. How do you get this team moving forward? Because you know, Bill spent a couple of years ago. And I guess there's an intimation that maybe he'll spend better this year. But guess what? What if he doesn't? Who's going to call him to the carpet? Who says, no, that's not a good idea? Because at one point, to him, Nelson Aguilar was a, was a great idea. John U. Smith, great idea. Who says No. Yes, I want to see Belichick get Shula's record. Of course you want to see that. But does that happen at the expense of the team? I mean, are free agents going to be kicking doors down to come here? To play? Like, if you're like, yeah, we get a wide receiver one. Yeah, they would have to say, I want to come. Or have to be someone who's so much trouble somewhere that they're willing to deal them. But even that part of the NFL has kind of disappeared a little bit. 617-779-7937, text line 37937, KJ, late night, WEEI. Patriots pick 14th in the draft. The 14th pick of the 2020-23 draft, the New England Patriots select Cole Strange Jr. I'm kidding. I only say that because if you know that Bill very unlikely going to spend high price for a high ticket item receivers, a wide receiver, one that you you recognize by name, that's not going to happen. Maybe, maybe he'll lay down the checkbook for some offensive linemen. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Yeah. Yeah, but he's built with the orange juice, you know. And, uh, and I'm on in Miami with Hyman Roth. I, you know, look, I, I think you go and get an offensive line for Mac Jones if Mac Jones is going to be your quarterback. But I think that's even on the table. Just the vibe that I get. I mean, you do remember actual sound bites of Bill Belichick saying Cam Newton is our quarterback. So he has the ability to say Mac Jones is the quarterback going into next season. Now, if you want to say we want to evaluate everything as we get into this, you know, into the you know next preseason, okay, that's fair. I think that would be understood. And Mac has shown improvement over the last three games. But it doesn't even seem like he's committed to Mac Jones. And that could be part of the just 
butting of heads that that came out on national television. 617-779-7937, text line 3793. KJ, late night. Next, I try and get the speakership of the best snack chips in the house next, round five on WEEI. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Dun, dun, dun. Late night. W-E-E-I. It's KJ617. 779-7937, the text line 37937. All right, we're one minute away from the nomination attempt, my fifth, of the speaker of the best snack chips in the house. I've failed four times. I'm going for a fifth time, and I'm kind of pissed that Joe didn't leave the gavel for Stiz on Friday. I could have made some guesses. The people have helped me. I've gathered with constituents. In one minute, I will attempt to become speaker of the best snack chips in the house. Let's go to the text line, 37937. Joe, what you got? We've got a 603 texter who wants to talk a little bit about Cliff Kingsbury. He's saying that Cliff Kingsbury has the Patriots connection. He was drafted in 2003, and he could revamp the passing game as an OC. He also played under Mike Leach. He also loosely replicated the system in the NFL. And also Mike Shanahan took a couple of these concepts from Mike Leach's air raid into his Broncos offense. So this texture is high on Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, that's like um, Johnny Depp and Donnie Brasco. Like, I know a guy who knows a guy I can get you in. Like, no. If you're not part of the immediate crew of Belichick, I think it's very hard for you to just suddenly break in through there. Because now Belichick's going to bring in a guy who was just a head coach to now be his offensive coordinator and that he believes that this guy's going to listen to what he needs him to say? Or if he disagrees with it? No. It would be, it's more likely to be someone who's already in-house. Or Patricia just with another year with it. I know that stinks. I want to hold my nose to it. But again, possession is nine-tenths of the law or eight-tenths of the law, something like that. Next one. A 401 texter is saying that nothing will change with the Patriots because when Bill retires from coach, they still think that he will be the GM slash head of football operations. That's my point. Someone needs to say, you know, they need to separate East Berlin from West Berlin right now. Look, you're free to coach, but you've got to be okay with someone handling the personnel decisions. And if you're not okay with that, then you need to step away and make the personnel decisions and hire another coach where you can't have a say on what goes on on the field, right? Like it doesn't guarantee that your son stays on the defensive staff, right? So these are, this has to happen because if it's like, okay, I finish it now, what, I mean, what's the stop bill from saying that Steve Belichick's the net, the next head coach and you're still not off, you're, you're not answering the offense. That's why 
<laughs> like this last texter, I'm with you. Like if you don't fix it now, it's just going to continue to grow and grow. It's like weeds. And then it just starts to wrap around things, and then it sucks the oxygen out of plants that really have life if you don't separate them. And because he's doing both, who else in the league is doing both? And on top of that, not an offensive guy. That That's where the league is right now. you got to have some offensive dynamo to put points on the board to the, to the point now where you can't even hire offensive coordinators to come be the – Offensive coordinator for you because their next gig is the job, is the head coaching job. I mean, look at the Jets. They hire Robert Salah, defensive-minded guy. We're gonna we're gonna keep the receipts. Well, you've got all season, off season to read them. Defensive coaches are starting to lose in the game of winning championships in the NFL. And isn't that what it's about? All right. I'm all lathered up. Let's go ahead and go to W-E-E-I WeSpan, Joe. <sighs> Let me just go get that observer. I'll be right back. Uh, yeah. Look, I know what you've seen on television over the last week of people trying to like get the speaker. I'm just trying to get to these chips here, and some people helped last week. And so, I... I... What does it take for me to be speaking of the best chip? No, call to order. Call ah. to order. The nomination of the speaker of the best snack chips in the house. As we descend upon the final week of the NFL regular season, we'll proceed to the NFL playoffs. Whereas the nomination for the speaker of the best snack chips of the house has descended upon the late night program of WEEI-FM yeah, 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 and yeah. its entire sports network across New England and those who have obtained access via the Odyssey app across these United States of America. Now, you know that people in corporate are like, hey, this guy's able to get this stuff in and, you know. Like, oh, Order! Order! <laughs> KJ needs to name five of the top seven snack chips in order to be named speaker of the best snack chips in the house. If KJ does not get at least five chips correct out of seven guesses, another vote will take place later in the show. KJ Carson, please begin. All right, because four have already been named, so I'm going to do that so that way I don't take up my guesses. Doritos. Flaming Hot Cheetos. Cheez-Its. Lay's Sour Cream and Onion. All right, so I need to just guess one more. Uh, Cheetos. More specific, please. Just regular plain-ass Cheetos. <laughs> really? Cheetos? Oh, I that read was... that wrong. Sorry. Oh, God. I did not have my reading glasses on. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, sir. See, that's what happens when you let the wrong people get hold of government. See, just see. Oh. Okay, so that's one. All right, it's not Cheetos. I'm going to go sneaky, old school. You steal them from your kids, and then you find out you eat a whole bag and your wife gets mad at you. Goldfish. Mm. Oh, gosh. I got one more guess, right? One more guess, or we must do another vote later on. All right, I'm going to go with the brother in me. You always pull these chips out. They get eaten up no matter what. Lay's barbecue chips? Yes! (laughs) Yes! (laughs) 
Oh, after five votes, I... Yes, hit that gavel for me there, buddy. You do not tell me what to do, sir. I am the observer <laughs> of this. <clears throat> yeah. And now a brief speech from our new speaker of the house of the best snack chips, KJ. I want to reach out to both sides of the aisle, whether it be on the 420 side of the aisle twice a day or to the reserved aisle, like rubbing out Ben Gay. I want to be able to bring people together for snack chips and play a football, even if the Patriots won't be there at all. I want to make flaming Hot Cheetos burn so hot in your chest that you will know that listening to Late Night is best. Yes, Lay sour cream and onion are okay, but this Patriot system is just all funky. See, I believe as the speaker of the best chips in the house getting ready for the NFL playoffs, it is going to be my duty and my objective to you, the people of New England, and those across the digital application of Odyssey app, ad, um, that we will come together as one and not double dip. Thank you. Call Thank to you. order. Call yeah. to order. The second hour of that. Late Night with KJ yeah. is next on WEEI. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 